Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't, you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, Okay. You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why are you grabbing a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike Show yes, and are. the Bulldog no, on WGR Sports Radio 550. What's up? Welcome back. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Pleased once again to be joined by Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports on the West Her Hotline. The draft still, I don't know, at least six weeks away, April 27th through the 29th in Kansas City. But, um, you know, in one sense, the draft is always like right next. It's very exciting. And Chris, I imagine you had a great weekend uh, watching these guys, these prospects in Indianapolis. Yeah, definitely. We are 50 days away from the draft. I just figured I would say that to get that round number out there. Um, Yeah, last week when we talked, it was right on the eve of all the workouts. Uh, But then just to take everything in, as always, there was uh, some ridiculous workouts from defensive linemen, edge rushers running faster than wide receivers. Um, Some of the wide receivers not running quite as fast as people expected. Uh, Certainly Anthony Richardson's um, workout stands out. And I think, and I'll kind of tie this back to the Bills, the Jameer Gibbs running back from Alabama, Mm. his workout running 4-3-6 at 5'9 and 199 pounds, he inserted himself into the round one running back conversation, which could certainly push some other positions down the board to the Bills at 27. So, Chris, and sorry, Bulldog, I want to, I got to jump in here because I wrote down one name, a specific guy I wanted to ask you about today, and it's this guy, uh, Jameer Gibbs. So one of my favorite tape guys to follow is a guy named Jay Moyer. I don't know if you know who he is. Just I met him, connected with him through fantasy. And, Chris, so he, he pointed out, like, people use Alvin Kamara, for Gibbs, and I've done that, just sort of echoed what I've read about him in a Camara comp, but Jay Moyer is like, he's faster than Camara. He's not as strong, yeah. but he's faster, so he's different. Who's better to use for Gibbs? 
Uh, I think it's Jamal Charles. I think there are similar okay. body frames that Jamal Charles, when he was coming out of Texas, was like right around the same size, pretty sleek runner. Uh, could be used between the tackles like Gibbs was at Alabama this past season and before that at Georgia Tech. But it was really getting to the second and third level of the defense on the outside where Jamal Charles was for years one of the most efficient home run hitting backs in all of football. And then with Jameer Gibbs, I think why he's getting the Alvin Kamara comp, 131 receptions in his career. And if Najee Harris and if Travis Etienne can go in back-to-back picks in the late first round just two years ago, I think Jameer Gibbs and B. Jan Robinson can be those running backs this year. Now, again, I will advocate I, I do not uh, push for this. I don't think teams should allocate a first-round pick on a running back. But 4-3-6 speed with receiving ability and the ability to play between the tackles like Jameer Gibbs showed in the SEC this past season, I think that screams first-round pick Uh, even in today's NFL when that position has been devalued. You know, part of the reason I wouldn't like this idea for the Bills is that they, you know, James Cook is not that fast, but Mm -hmm. a lot of that sounds like what Cook, you know, pass catching, of course. And, you know, I think he's got maybe a look at being their, their top back this year, depending on what else they end up doing. But they just drafted him in the second round last year. Like, I don't want to in back to back years go second round running back and then, even even in the second round, if this guy were to be there, like I don't know, do you, how big a need do you think the Bills have at the running back positions, mm-hmm. Chris? I do not think they have really a big need whatsoever. I think with James Cook, I mean, he quietly averaged almost six yards per carry. We saw some of the receiving ability at times a little bit more later in the season. Uh, Naheem Hines is still under contract, and you traded a late-round pick for him. I, I think they should keep him as well. And then the undrafted free agent ranks, or a super cheap veteran running back, maybe to give you a little bit more size. But just how the Bills are constructed today, and then you factor in uh, that they're always one of the highest percentage of first-down passing teams in the NFL. They're going to throw the football a lot. They should throw the football a lot with Josh Allen. I agree, Bulldog. I don't think they should go Jameer Gibbs or Bijan Robinson in the first round. But like I said earlier, I think it helps to have more – players that could be uh, in the first round conversation that are positions that the Bills probably will not look at in round one. So Gibbs, again, went in probably as a solidified second round pick. And I think there will be some teams that will love that speed, be able to point to that four, three, six and say, Hey, look, let's add this speedy multifaceted weapon to the offense. And they could do so in the first round. With Chris Trapasso, and we'll return to NFL draft talk in just a few seconds want to announce here Syracuse basketball has announced that Jim Beheim is retiring. Whoa. They, they lost today in the ACC tournament. Their season is over. There's been speculation about that. He is 77 years old, and how they did it was in a tweet. It's a picture of Beheim thanking him. He is retiring at uh, as head coach at Syracuse. Pretty big. Okay. You have a thought on him, Chris? Have you ever uh, come across his, his path? I've not, but I think so. Last week there was a couple NHL trades during my interview. Yes, had right. Announced. right. So now maybe like next week during free agency, the Bills will sign someone during my interview. That's well, a that good sign moving forward. That or like Otani will be traded or something like. Yeah, something like not within the NFL realm. You're right. Yes, we'll have to get your thoughts on. And Chris came through last week, by the way, in this hockey. We, we, I did the same thing. I stopped, and then over here, he just gave us uh, his takes. So uh, yeah, was I it... guess with Bayheim, one quick thing. Obviously, basketball legend, you know, put Syracuse on the map 
it has been kind of sad to see that later in his career he's gotten a little ornery um, because <laughs> I think for the longest time he was like a beacon of perennial success at a major program at a college not that far from Buffalo. Right on. I mean, of course, a legendary career. Yeah. Okay, let's go a little a step or two further here, Chris, in like positions, strengths, and weaknesses, and how my, that might have changed at the combine. The Bills having to sit near the back of the first round. You're a little without trades. You're a little bit at the mercy of the league, you know. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like tight end, we've talked about here the last couple of days with what happened with Washington, and you know, even another guy or two like asserted themselves. What in terms of position groups? Who went up, who went down, or what went up, what went down here over the weekend? Well, like I said in the intro, I I think wide receiver actually sunk a little bit, and you can look at that two ways and say, well, maybe that means just none of these guys are really that good, or you can say, hey, that's great for the Bills because now Jordan Addison, I think, has a, a, a much better chance to be there at 27. But then again, do the Bills want to draft 5'11", 173, with four four nine speed and, and not a ton of explosiveness at the combine. Um, and then tight ends, I think we didn't see Dalton Kincaid, who if you look around the internet, you'll see that he's kind of a consensus top tight end. Um, he didn't run, but Michael Mayer, who's probably 1B to Dalton Kincaid being 1A, uh, did test pretty well. He is so sure-handed. He is a great blocker from Notre Dame. He tested well. And the one name that I have not really talked about or written about um, since the combine, Darnell Washington from Georgia. To me, if the board falls a certain way, and like you said, Mike, you know, the Bills are kind of at the mercy of 26 other teams in front of them, uh, that he's kind of like that, that under-the-radar pick where I could see the Bills saying, hey, look, there's not a receiver that we like, the interior offensive line group we don't like, or the guys aren't there. He fits the kind of archetype for what the Bills have – drafted in general big tall spencer brown uh gregory Rousseau, tremaine edmonds josh allen all these really big specimens six foot seven 264 and he ran four six four in indianapolis no one expected that going into that tight end workout i talked to a few people and they said if he breaks you know four seven five they would be ecstatic because he's that big of a player he's almost your sixth offensive lineman when he's out there on the field, only caught 45 passes at Georgia, but made some kind of Rob Gronkowski type, uh, you know, run after the catch highlight real plays at Georgia. So he could be someone with the size, with the perceived upside, and now the Bills know some big-time explosiveness. Darnell Washington would add kind of a fun wrinkle to this offense as originally their tight end too, but I think he could – turn into the premier tight end on this team in a couple of years a man that size running at that speed is in some ways almost terrifying to me like i just can't really process it that's so fast well it's it's reminiscent of kyle pitts in a sense not that he was this Mm -hmm. big but the wingspan like he had the best wingspan ever at the combine for a tight end and this guy passed him but just like no you have to you have to sort of recalibrate when we're talking about this player washington not the, as you went over, Chris, like not the accomplished receiver at, at Georgia. Um, one more tight end I want to bring up is a guy named Sam Laporta. Yeah, I love him. I- Iowa, also big and probably not as expensive. Yeah, probably 
second, maybe that would be the highest for him, third or fourth round. What I'm so big on with tight ends today, and the Bills have seen this a little bit with Dawson Knox, but I think they could get more out of it. And I've said this on the show, I think, ten times. Run after the catch. Sam Laporta, watch the Iowa film. Just flip on any game, and you will see him take those high-percentage passes, stiff arm a linebacker, bounce off another tackler, and suddenly it's a 15-yard gain. He's not as flashy, quite as athletic as some of the other guys in this class, but I think over a longer period at Iowa, he's made those plays year in and year out. Bills could go in a lot of other different directions. I think we would all agree that tight end probably is not at the top of the priority list. If that's the case, third or fourth round, Sam Laporta, who also did test relatively well for his size, um, would make a lot of sense to add another weapon to the offense, which I do think in general the Bills should do and they ultimately will do in this draft. Chris, circling back to the receiver group you you kind of alluded to it it, where the bills are sitting like you know maybe it could fall because the guys didn't didn't work out that well they weren't as fast as maybe you know a lot of teams were hoping for so do you want to spend the 27th pick or the 28th pick whatever we're calling it um on that player if they choose to do something different there whether it's you know one of these ideas or an offensive lineman or a replacement for poyer or Edmonds, who knows what what's the receiver depth like in the class? Like if, if they were to wait until, you know, even as as late as Saturday at some point, like what 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 kind of value is there moving past like the first three, four, five guys? It's a lot better than it's been in the last couple of years. That's kind of what the difference is, I think, between this year's wide receiver class and 2022, 2021, going back the last few, that there's been – this label that all of those classes were really, really good, and that was because of the Jamar Chases and the Garrett Wilsons and even the Drake London, um, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb. There's not that type, but I really think from where the Bills are picking, like Jordan Addison has the profile of a Marquise Brown, of a Calvin Ridley that were all picks in the 20s, the late 20s. From there to like the third or fourth round, with guys like Jaden Reed that I've mentioned, um, there's a lot of quality players that maybe won't be wide receiver ones, but I don't think necessarily the Bills are looking for that with Stephon Diggs being out there on the roster. So it, 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 for as much as I have been pushing that I think the Bills need to prioritize weapons, go receiver in the first round, that's before I saw that Jalen Hyatt only ran 4-4 flat when everyone thought he was going to run you know, 4-2. There's a guy named Tyler Scott from Cincinnati that's another track guy. Didn't run as fast as people expected. Suddenly, they can't really tick off those boxes and says, you know, elite speed, elite explosion. It's just not there. So I think they will be available a little bit later in the draft. So some of the guys that going into the combine, we thought, oh, this is going to be five or six receivers in round one. I don't think that's going to be the case. So maybe the Bills could wait until the second day of the draft or maybe, like you mentioned, early on day three. But after the fourth round, I don't think you want to wait that long and and go, you know, with a Khalil Shakir-type pick round five just because the history at that position uh, that late in the draft says that those guys are probably not going to end up really moving the needle that much. Man, wide receiver – I feel like with wide receiver over the last two weeks, we've just shaken up all the dice and just re-rolled them a little yeah. bit. Like like Addison didn't have a good workout, and no. he was the one guy everybody said was be in the first round. Like I I don't know how many guests five five or ten guests. Like he, he's the one name that was always mentioned for the first round, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that's still true. You wrote about a guy, Chris. You had that top five guys that moved into the first round at the Combine. I think you mentioned Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's so kind of a newer interesting. name. Yeah, he's interesting, and, and I think he's someone that Bills fans should really familiarize themselves with because he's different from a lot of these other wide receivers outside of Quentin Johnston. That, Like I said, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, the speedster, measured in really light. Jordan Addison, same thing. A lot of the big names were like under 180 pounds, which is so light. I know the game is smaller and faster. Rasheed Rice, 6'1", 204, ran 4.51, which is not crazy fast, but at that size it's pretty good, 41-inch vertical. And that was the one worry that I had that a lot of other scouts and people in the league that I've talked to that said, how explosive is he? He had a broken foot that he played through, or a broken toe, I should say, during the season. That apparently just sapped some of his explosion on film. But to me, what the Bills need is that legitimate old-school perimeter-wide receiver that Josh Allen can throw back shoulders to, that he can win as a running back after the catch. I think he's way better than Gabriel Davis after the catch. Maybe never going to be a 100-catch, you know, 1,400-yard player, but could settle in as a number three to start his career and then move into a number two role and does not have to be inside in the slot to be really good in the Bills' offense. How about uh, Marvin Mims? I'm not as big of a fan, but I think if if the Bills and if if any fans are like, hey, the Bills need those separators that can get open, that are a little smaller, they'll sacrifice some of the size for some of the separation ability, I think maybe that could be more of Bulldogs' idea where in the third or the fourth round, Marvin um, Mims – from Oklahoma, who did test pretty well and did show the explosion that he sh- that he demonstrated on film, that's around when he would be available. It's, to me, always a little bit difficult to get a real grasp on the Big 12 and especially the Oklahoma wide receivers because that offense is so wide open. The throwing lanes are so big for those quarterbacks. Um, and unless you're coming in and you're going to install the air raid offense that's really bubble screens and four verticals, it's hard to get a grasp on how well um, they can run routes, they sell their routes, and get open. So I, I don't love Marvin Mims, but then when you're talking about him as maybe a third or fourth or a fifth-round pick, he's a lot more enticing in that smaller speedster role. One other name that hasn't come up, at least <laughs> if, if it did, I missed it, and I apologize, Zay Flowers. It's another one of these guys that came in probably under 180, right? I didn't see his official measurement at the combine, but I, I know he was around 170, 175 or something playing in college. Yeah, he admitted that he played in the mid-170s, but he actually bulked up and weighed in at 182 or 183, I believe, at five okay. nine. So he, at 5'9", 183, you certainly feel better about that than, to me, 5'11", 173, like Jordan Addison was. He's more compact, and at this point, I would like Zay Flowers to the Bills at 27, more so than Jordan Addison and a few of the other receivers. Um, with Zay Flowers, I think you get a very well-rounded game. He's not going to you know, be that guy that's going to win in those rebounding situations down the field, but he does play a little bigger than his height. And separation ability, speed, he ran pretty fast. I don't remember the exact number, but I believe it was right around 4-4 four, four flat. Um, I think 4-4-1, four, 4-4-2, four, 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 somewhere in that range. And he's good after the catch. There's suddenness there's quickness to his game uh and just his overall 
athletic profile and the production that he had over multiple seasons at Boston College to me indicates he's worthy of a late first-round pick. Um, I would like that selection for Buffalo, especially after how he tested in Indy. 183. Man, I miss 183. I miss I miss 183. <laughs> I miss it. 5'9", 183. That sounds pretty good. Well, if I don't know, Mike, are, are we, we're close to wrapping up here. Chris, I just want to pump your tires a little bit here. Like, first of all, we're grateful for you committing to doing this weekly with us running up to the draft but the week before the combine i don't i don't have the tweet here saved but you said something about richardson blowing the roof off of the stadium when he worked out and i mean good because i mean that absolutely happened right (laughs) yeah i mean i i'll admit i didn't think he was going to test as well as he did at that weight but honestly watching every snap of josh allen's career and just getting a grasp of how a gigantic quarterback, like how they look when they're scrambling, their athleticism, and then watching Richardson and being like, oh, my God, I think he's actually more sudden and a better just natural runner than Josh Allen. When Josh Allen is, you know, has a case for being the best running quarterback in the NFL in terms of the power, the hurtling ability, the vision, the deceptive speed, that's where I kind of came to that conclusion where I was like, man, this guy looks big. He looks very thick, and he looks extremely fast and sudden, and we certainly saw that from Anthony Richardson. I, I still think that he is in the running to be the first overall pick. If I was Shane Steichen of the Colts, I would be leaning in that direction over Bryce Young. Fun to think about all the possible trades there, and maybe yeah. maybe for a few of these teams, Lamar Jackson's status is a wrench in that, what they might want to do. We don't mm-hmm. have time to get into that now, but um, we're all watching to see what happens there. Chris, thank you. We'll talk next week. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports. Wednesdays, between uh, now and the draft, you know, at least usually, the Sabres are playing next Wednesday because, I know that because they don't don't play tonight. They are every other day for two weeks, (laughs) starting yesterday. They're every other day exactly for two weeks. Busy times. Busy and important, and I hope they're staying loose. You know, young guys like to think they are, but these are tough losses, especially with the controversy last night. Just three-two regulation when you're, especially against the Islanders, too, a team you're trying to run down. Like the team, I think you're the team. trying to run down. Yeah, the team. with the games in hand and just the quality of the team. But they went, they win a lot of games like that game last night. The Islanders. I mean, they don't always out shoot teams as badly as they outshot Buffalo, but they 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 win a lot of tight games. Their goalie's really good. We would love to hear from you on the draft or the kick-in last night, the, the playoff chances, Lamar Jackson and the quarterback movement and potential movement around the NFL. So much uh, good fodder right now. 803-0550. Oh, the garbage cake. Sal being angry on his anniversary and having his car towed. He's fine. That's going to be fine. I bet Sal is just like, you know he's going to turn that frown upside down. You just know it. He did before the segment was five minutes old. He did. That's right. As soon as we pointed out to him, like, this is Angry Sal, he was like, he ran away from Angry Sal. We were an elixir for him, I believe. I think we helped, yes. I hope so. All right, so lots to pick from. Let us know what's on your mind. 803-0550 to call in. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 